I'm back, baby. Oh, my double crap. Do you know who I am? No, but maybe if you hum a few bars. Yes, sir, random kid I just met. You know, this man's forgotten more about pain than you'll ever remember. About pain. About forgetting about. It's Jake C. Lee. I am the low rating that cancels your program. I thought you were made of sterner stuff. Don't be jealous because I'm attractive. You know what? You just made the list. <laughs> oh, wait, you're serious. Let me laugh even harder. It's time to check the link. I like that. I didn't do anything wrong because I can't do anything wrong. Hooray! People are paying attention to me. It's all in sports. Game on, everybody. It's on target. Jake Seeley, your host as always. You know where to follow me. Hopefully, unless you came from my guest today, which is possible. I know you, blah, blah, blah. he's going to you know, try and push me up despite the fact that I tout him before he comes on. But if you came from Chris Welsh, one half of in this league, the better half. Don't tell Scott. You know, don't don't let him know I said that. No, but this, yeah. <laughs> actually, you know what? You are the better half because Scott said he couldn't do it because he mm-hmm. had to work. What's work? I mean, come on. Really, <laughs> you're still at work. You're doing this show with me at work. It's Chris Welsh. Follow me at Is It The Welsh. One of the best in the business. Does football, baseball, everything really. But it, I wanted to focus specifically for baseball because when anybody ever asks me on Twitter and they say, hey, what do you think about this prospect? I say, you're asking the wrong person. You want to ask Chris Welsh. You did do that. Yeah. Somebody asked just the other day, what were, what was the conversation? So somebody, I love this. This is my favorite thing because I've I found this out. I did not realize this. That I have had multiple people tell me I do I do a lot of shows. I'm very oversaturated in the market, but if you do enjoy us, that's a positive thing. One of the shows I do is called Prospect One, and it's a full-on prospect-based fantasy baseball podcast, and it's a key on fantasy. I focus a lot on prospects from the fantasy perspective, where I think the majority of them are just talking about pure prospects. You listen to like pipeline or baseball america or something like that they're not talking to you from a fantasy perspective i am but something i found out from over the last like six months is a lot of people telling me that i actually kind of help dictate a little bit of the card market you know the people at the collector really? market yeah i've had i've had multiple people tell me you know that like this is a place where card collectors will go to listen on who is the hot name and that's where they go for their purchases i had no idea and that's what somebody asked you. Someone was asking you that they're like, I have an autograph card of, I don't remember who it was, some Mets prospect. Is he going to be the next, uh, what do you say? He's like, because he can be the next Altuve? And I was like, yeah, I remember no. that part. <laughs> no, he's not going to be the next Altuve. He might be interesting I didn't know and good. that's why. I know he said the card. I remember you the, the card part of it, but I didn't know that's why he was asking. I thought he was just kind of like more of a, Hey, I bought this guy's jersey because I I think he's gonna be good. Like I didn't see, it. I didn't know he was asking you kind of like to grade the value of his card. I think he kind of was because I have a lot of people do that. I've got I've got some people on Instagram that specifically will message me and they'll be like, Hey, what do you think of this person? And you know, and in my brain, I'm like, Oh, I kind of like this guy. You know, I think a five tool, five category. You know, maybe a little suffering and average. And he's like, Was well, he gonna hit bombs? And I'm like, Well, yeah, I probably hit power. He's like, Okay, good. I'm gonna go buy a bunch of his cards now. And then they're going to resell them. I'm like, oh, I didn't know I was helping you with your purchases. But some that's what some people do. And hey, it's all good by me. Whatever's your prerogative. Hopefully, I can be there to help out in some capacity. Are you on? Are you on Instagram? Yeah, I'm on Instagram. I mean, I, I heard your conversation with Mr. Mike uh, right last week. Which, oh, by the way, I have an impression for you. Ask me if I've heard of Mike Wright before. <laughs> have you heard of Mike Wright before? Sure. That was my impression of Mike last week. 
We were dying. <laughs> so we have this lawyer, and, and, and Mike's a great, a great guy, though I haven't talked to him in forever, and I'll see him soon. We, um, we, I don't have a, don't have the biggest fan base. Like, I'm gonna look in a second. I don't have the biggest fan base on the planet. Um, our show, um, you know, we're good, we're we're solid, but we have a very rabid fan base, and something that they love to do, and I love this bit that they do is anytime we're mentioned on shows, we get reports about it. Like, oh, Paul Spohr just did the give you a shout out here. So we got the report. Hey, Welsh, you got a shout out um, on All In Sports. Jake and Mike were talking about you. So I was like, oh, okay. And I was like, hey, we're going wrestling and we're going to hang out together. So I'm listening to it. And I, Scott and I were laughing with our teeth out because, you know, you, you're setting up the bit of how I told you to block the Mets. And and then you go, yeah, Mike, you know, you're, you know, you know, uh, Chris Welsh, um, you know, out there with you guys and the tonal change in Mike's voice where he was all talking. all, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then when you ask him that the tonal change where he's like, sure, like could not have been more depressed to even have to think about who I was. I was crying, laughing at it. So that was my impression. All right. So um should we actually talk sports? Yeah, we can talk about whatever you want. Wrestling, no, uh, no, baseball, actually, there football. Is one more, there's, uh, no, we'll save it. We'll come back to it. I'll figure out where I want to bring it in. Yes, by the way, for everybody that doesn't know, they're like, I'm actually going to be hanging out with Chris Welsh and Scott Bogman in person for the first time in my life. Uh, like a week. We are going, yeah. I, I, week. Te- I was texting Jake, too. I forced him. I said, uh, and people can be on the lookout for this, Jake will be on, in a couple of weeks, our ITL Fantasy Baseball podcast because... You are going to come down to my studios, and we are going to do some podcasting together live in the studio. Maybe we'll do some uh, little extra secret content as well. But, yeah, I'm excited. We're going to get to hang out and uh, even do a little podcasting in person. Yeah. So, all right. Well, then I'm just going to ask you about it now. Here's the question I have for you. All so, right. For people that are out there that don't know, uh, Scott is the definition of Night Owl and then some. So, yeah. like, what does he go to bed at, like, 2 or 3 in the morning? If that, and then wakes yeah. up at like 11. I mean, like, he's not, he's not, it, it's not unheard of for him to go to bed at midnight or something like that. But also we're, we're in the midst of writing a book. So we're up like extra late, but yeah, call it two in the morning and call it wake up at 10. That's probably a little bit more his jam. Okay. So while I'm out there, there's, I said, you know what? It's an hour flight to LA. Maybe I can meet some people out there that I've talked to a lot and put a face to that and like maybe take just a day trip on Friday. So when I looked for flights, there's like a $90 flight from you guys to L.A. and back for the the day of Friday. Wait, 90 both ways or 90 each way? 90 total. Oh, my God. Yeah. So I was like, you know what? It's Southwest. I was like, you know what? This might be worth doing. You as go out long there as it's not spirit, yeah, or frontier or whatever, sure. Here's the part where I want to ask you. The full price was actually ninety seven ninety six. So nice. there you go. I was actually astonished at the price. Uh, the flight out of Phoenix. Now, for everybody out there, also, I'm staying at Scott's place. Oh yeah. So yeah. You didn't think so, you didn't think uh, uh, Jake was all in on in this league. It is now because we're all hanging out, <laughs> podcasting, and you are staying at Bogman's house. Yes, here's the thing. I texted him and I said, so, I know you're a night owl and sleeping pretty late. Like, would you be really upset if I asked you to take me to the airport on Friday morning? (laughs) I said, feel free to say no. I just think it's kind of sketchy to be taking an Uber at the time that I'm going to be going. Yeah, that's that's (laughs) kind of like the stabbing hour for sure. Because here's what time the flight departs. 6 a.m. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, so that's absolutely stabbing hour. 
though. So that's not that. I want to ask you, because I couldn't tell via text, and I don't think he's going to say straight, how much do you think Scott actually hates me for asking him to take me to the airport basically at 5 a.m.? No, no, not at all. We we've, we actually talked about it. We, we talked he's only going to be asleep for like two hours. Ah, we talk about you. We talk behind your back all the time, Jake. No, 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 no. I'm just kidding. No, he, he legit, um, what he told you is the truth. He said, all day long, I'd rather go at four in the morning than I would at seven thirty. Had you asked him to take him at seven thirty, he would tell you to take an Uber. He might even just pay for it so he doesn't have to deal with it. But no, well, four seven thirty, I would take an Uber. Five o'clock in the morning, like the people who are Ubering at that time. Nah. Yes, sports, sports. Do them. Let's talk them. Let's go. Uh, let's talk some football first. I'm You're in. here, so we will talk a little bit of baseball. For everybody out there. And I guess between tuning out for that or tuning out for our sidebar talking, you can take and pick and choose what you want to listen. I wish I could do iTunes with like timestamps, like audio cues at the beginning or something like that. I just want to get to talk sports, talk football. You need to like, what you need to do is right at the beginning of the episode after you've put the whole thing together is you need to have like markers. You'd be like, all right, so if you start to check out, click here to here and click here to here. (laughs) Now here's the episode. Do something like that. Do audios, timestamps. That's that's a that's a good idea. Something like that. Not bad. Coaching a lot of changes. A lot. Here's I'm going to present the question to you first, because there's other questions I do have. Because uh, the most recent ones today, for everybody that doesn't know, DeFilippo is headed to the Jacksonville Jaguars as the offensive coordinator. Yep. Darrell Bevel is headed to the Lions or Daryl Bevel. I don't actually know if it's Daryl or Darrell. I think it's probably Darryl. I think it's Daryl. You were having trouble I, 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 earlier in our little bit that I don't know if people are like here the with Darrell the names. I like Bavel, though. I like his... <laughs> Darrell you know, Bavel actually sounds pretty solid. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> he might have go with that pronunciation just because it sounds cooler. They go from Jim Bob Cooter to Darrell Bavel. I like it. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> so, in any case, Bavel's the OC for the Lions. We'll talk about them even if it's not your answer because I have a feeling it's not going to be your answer. Just from the surface, what higher are you most interested in or most excited for maybe are you talking coordinator or just overall no, no anything anything uh man Could that's be the a, entire staff that's a good question i know it is <laughs> that's why you asked it i this <laughs> might okay this one might sound odd i'm really intrigued i'm not sure if anything has got me like super jacked up where i'm like ooh, this is the change of change but i'm really interested to see what comes of the Tampa Bay Bucks situation with Bruce Arians? With Bruce Arians in there, like that one. That's kind of the common. That's like the it? common answer. Oh, is yeah. it? Oh, oh yeah. sorry, sorry. Not not giving you the uh, original stuff. I don't know, but but that's the one that stands out to me of all of them. I mean, Cliff Kingsbury is a weird one out here. It's are you are you a Cardinals fan? No, I'm a 49ers fan. Okay. I'm a diehard 49ers okay. fan, but I'm in Cardinals country. And the Cliff Kingsbury one, well, it was so odd because all of a sudden it was like you know. He's 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 out of there, and then all of a sudden he's in Arizona for an interview. And before like it was even officially announced, the Cardinals had a tweet out, and he did this really weird twelve second video where he's like, "Hi, I'm Cliff Kingsbury. I'm really excited to be here with the Arizona Red. Go Cardinals! Let's get them!" And it was just like, "Oh my God, you're already the coach? Like you're already the dude?" It just <laughs> it was. He's the weird. Okay, so you know what? Maybe from a passing uh, an accident on the freeway perspective, Cliff. Cliff Kingsbury is the one that I'm most excited to see how it transpires, where Bruce Arians, I think, might have some of the best offensive potential. Yeah, that's fair. And uh, don't forget, it's Arizona Cardinals with a K now since they hired him. So uh, <laughs> that's, that, that, that's always fun. You saw they changed their account, right? 
No, they didn't. They, did I, they really? Yeah, they did. I, they might have changed it back How at this point. But I'm looking right. Yeah, I'm they changed it back. Down. Okay, good. And they changed it back. Yeah, the very first day when he was hired, they changed it to Arizona Cardinals with a K. What? So, okay, what do you yeah. think is a bigger train wreck of a situation? Cliff Kingsbury and all of his, um, you know, lack of Just track record. looks like McVay? Yeah, or, yeah, exactly. Or Adam Gase in his weird robot eyes. Okay, so I just found this out, and I actually felt a little bit bad, oh, although it doesn't stop it from being funny. You're going to make me feel bad? Ah, oh, damn. Yep, it's an eye condition. That got ruined. Really? It did. See, doesn't that ruin the entire thing? That sucks. Makes me hate the was, Jets actually a little bit more. Actually, make makes me dislike them <laughs> just a little bit more. Because it, you can't have fun with it? Yeah, let me at least have Adam Gase is a robot. Don't take that away from a disease. Oh, man. That's a bummer. Yeah. That's what, that's what I'm saying. It's like, like it's just like, what is he whacked out on something? That so, was so weird. Uh, it's where is it? I so uh, let's see, blah blah blah. I'm looking up. Right I didn't now. see any of that. I did see the who is it on Twitter? The Dr. David Chow or whatever. He he literally. I thought it was almost like an Onion article where he was like breaking down from medical perspective of Adam Gase's uh, interview, and I was like, this is hilarious, and I didn't bother to read it. But then that probably would have saved me from having to find out here that it was a condition. Mm. Yeah, so hold on. I'm I'm trying to find it right now. It's there's actually so it's actually the bug eyes that you've heard <laughs> is the slang term for it. It's actually no, it's called not. Ec- is it really? No, it is. That's the slang <laughs> term for it. It's so the 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 medical term is ex exophthalmos exophthalmos. So anyway, so it's a metal condition that causes this, including thyroid issues. Sounds like a bad guy from Ghostbusters. You were trying it's to name E-X-O-P, it. It's E X O P. The P is throwing me off. If it's a, it's a silent P, then it's just exothalamus. That sounds. But I don't know more right. But anyway, so it's like I said, it's a thing that can con- it causes involuntary muscle contractions. Make you look like you're on mushrooms. And bug eyes, and yeah, you kind of look around, and you can't focus on something. Do you see the videos they had of him? <laughs> oh, the taco video is the best one. It's unbelievable. They compare, so basically, they compared it to like Tourette's for your eyes. Do you have a Do you have a coaching situation that you think really, really like that you feel comfortable right now in January saying is going to alter the offense on the positive? Because I feel like there's just so much. Like, is Freddie Kitchens really going to be the answer for the next step? for the Browns outside of if you saw some of the stats out there of how much muted production Jarvis Landry gets when Kitchens is involved. Like, do you think somebody is going to have a major offensive push? Because I'm not so sure it's out there from all these moves. There's a couple. I, I think obviously you look at Arians with the Buccaneers. Yeah, that's the one. Yeah. You know, you already talked about this, But my opinion of that is not, I don't think it's going to increase the offense that much. I think the offense becomes more efficient and is still as good as it was. I mean, we talked about this in fantasy and said if you took Winston and Fitzpatrick together, you're talking about a top three quarterback. So in fantasy-wise, th- this team was already aggressive passing. This team was already aggressive scoring the ball. Like The only thing I think Arians can help do here is help Winston stop with the turnovers as much. And that's I think that's a dicey situation for Jameis Winston dynasty owners as it is because if you want to tick off Bruce Arians and throw interceptions. I mean, but you're maybe also find some definitives, though, in the in the offense where the, it, it seemed like the offense was all over the board where Arians per, has already come out and said that, like, he wants Deshaun Jackson back. That means he wants that which big... Which I'm so annoyed about. Which is, yeah, I mean, it's, it's stupid for Chris Godwin, but it helps expand the field. Maybe we also can get more definitives in the running game because Dirk Cutter oh, no, no. was a nightmare. I don't think the answer's there. 
You don't think you don't I think just, you don't think they will have a definitive, or that Barber or Ronald Jones are the answer. Well, Barber's a restricted free agent. Uh, Ronald Jones, I don't think fits Bruce Arians at all because Bruce Arians wants pass catchers at least to be, if not the complimentary piece, potentially even the lead piece. And Ronald Jones is not just deficient catching the ball; he's you know deficient pass blocking too. So Ronald Jones' best case scenario is to be a timeshare piece. And I just, I see the Bruce Arians Buccaneers either signing somebody like maybe Spencer Ware shows good in the off season, shows well in the off season. And they bring him in to kind of be like a three headed monster with Barber. And, you know, you kind of hope he takes over. And now Ronald Jones is just screwed. Or I could see them diving into the draft fourth, fifth, yeah. sixth round. I mean, don't forget David Johnson's third rounder, they fell into how great he was. I mean, talent-wise, I was one of the people out there arguing he's first-round talent. But my point being is not that. My point being is that Bruce Arians, I don't see Bruce Arians taking a first two or three rounds pick on a running back. I think it'll be somebody else. I mean, David Montgomery would make a lot of sense for that team. But yeah, to your point. That's one a lot of people have said, too. But I think think David Montgomery's going to be gone before he's willing to invest. Yeah, I mean, and you're, and you're not going to see Bruce Arians probably overreach for a running back by any means. I mean, right. he's also going to want right. to sling the ball. So, yeah, yeah. No, no but no, you mentioned points. the other one is is the Browns because it's not just Kitchens is staying, which is what you wanted because the numbers we've seen the numbers were vastly different from when Kitchens took over to you know the rest of the season. And you look at Baker Mayfield's numbers, and I've even been one of the people who said let's give a little tribute, like like let's give credit to. Baker Mayfield is developing too. Like, I don't want to say it was just purely Kitchens. Like, he's still going through his rookie season. So I think he was growing as the year went on. I think you put the two together, it worked very well. But it's also, you want to talk about the OC. Well, they brought in Todd Monkin, who was just with the Buccaneers in a very aggressive, pass heavy offense. So, that's why I would say for that situation, I think it's going to be very interesting. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I'm in agreement with you. That was why I, I uh, singled out to them. But I just think overall, there's, it feels like like sometimes in these coaching situations, we walk away and we're like, man, you know, we have got this is a dream scenario here. This one is going to develop to this. I feel like with all the moves that we had, we're ultimately walking away. And I feel like there's more question marks across the teams that made the coaching changes than there are answers that we received. Like the Bucks kind of seem like an answer. Like, oh, we can kind well, of define. I'll give you one more and then I have a question on one for you. All right. So, which is pretty much how the show should be going anyway. Oh, um, <laughs> Welcome to my show, Jake. I'm glad to interview you. Yeah, to be here. barely. The Gary Kubiak with the Vikings. That is intriguing to me. Although it's confounding to me why they keep Stefanski and brought in Kubiak. But I think that either Kubiak pushes his... Like not not agenda isn't the best word, but he kind of asserts control to a degree. And either one, Stefanski falls in line and kind of gets in the Kubiak system, or two, he gets canned at some point. Are you and afraid Kubiak though? Just- Kubiak might like like I had a big fear this year that um and a big debate. I don't remember if we you were on with this debate, but with Joe and with um, Bogman over on the Fantasy Black Book show that we do. I had a lot of question marks around Dalvin Cook this year, and not that he would be good, is that the Vikings would continue to try to shove Latavius Murray down our throat. Ultimately, that kind of was a little bit right, but not for the right reasons, just because of injuries and whatnot. Do you think Kubiak, because this has kind of happened before, do you think we would have like a multi-back system that would kind of diminish some of Dalvin Cook's value? No, not at all. All right. On top of that, Latavius Murray is free agent. Yeah, well, I'm saying if they brought if they brought another guy in, like if Kubiak starts bringing his guys in, 
If there's not, no. uh, it's an obvious if there's not another competing because, name against Cook. Because late at the season, once Cook was finally 100%, you saw how good he was. When he took over from that time, from the time he finally was 100% this year, and this is part of the reason why I've told people I'm excited for Darius Geis next year, but let's remember Dalvin Cook before we get too excited. But at least I've also pointed out the fact that Darius Geis has months ahead of Cook on yeah. the recovery because his happened before the season even started. But let's just remember that. And that's the thing is, I think Cook tried to come back a little too quickly, even though the Vikings still tried to be patient with him. They still kind of saw what happened, and he wasn't 100%, tweaked something else. And they, but by the time he was 100%, if you look at the final games where he was, the workload he got, which was 70 80%, and the fact he was a top 10 running back, actually top 12, I think, depending on your format, that's why I, I'm not concerned about Kubiak when it comes to that. But the one I wanted to ask you about, because you're the 49ers guy, ah. is the Scangarello. How excited I am about him? No, what he can do. That's, so the running backs, that's what I want to ask you. What is he going to do? Because we have him coming back in, zone-based, you know, Shanahan, the whole system, all that type of stuff, lo loves running the ball. Yep. He comes in as the offensive coordinator. Are you excited for Lindsey? Do you think all of a sudden now it's a bad sign for Lindsey and more Freeman or committee or like you tell me? This is your boy. Okay. Well, <clears throat> here's one thing. I I've had this narrative, and this narrative doesn't has it have anything to do with that change. So the change makes it interesting. Is that and and I, and I hate to be broad based on it, but <clears throat> as great as Philip Lindsey has been, I bought in as soon as we saw him after week one. Wish I was in on him earlier. I can't claim that. But as soon as he started going full buy-in, the Denver Broncos have done it year in and year out, regardless of what the staff looks like, where the next guy in is always taking down the guy we have the expectation for. It, it's just always happening. There's always a new name that they implement into the system. So I've jokingly been saying, great for how much we want Philip Lindsay next year. It's a guarantee that Royce Freeman is going to be a guy. He is absolutely going to be a guy. But Philip Lindsay fits a lot more, if you think scheme-wise and personnel-wise, of like, let's say, how the 49ers ran this year and the type of running backs they had, all the running backs were kind of in that similar vein of, you know, these kind of like um, athletic, flashy, scat-back type of guys, you know, with Brieda, with Jarek McKinnon. And I think Philip Lindsay has that role. So I, I tentatively think that, the Broncos will continuously try to break our hearts. I think they're going to try to press Royce Freeman this year, but Royce Freeman and Lindsey are two completely different backs. So I think it's a possibility, based on on uh, how they ran a multi-back system, that they might try to utilize both of these guys, which is going to limit Philip Lindsey's value a tad bit next year, because I don't think they're going to just let Royce Freeman sit on the sidelines and not have any run. He's a talented back. He just didn't fit what they were doing, and Philip Lindsey was so ridiculously good. But at the same time, like I said, scheme-wise, Philip Lindsay fits that role of what um, they were using last year. So uh, I'm a little bit down on back. it. if you look back... We get Devonte Freeman, Tevin Coleman type of situation. Um, yeah, I think it. That's a good. That's a good um, example of it. But I don't think it'll be quite as extreme. Like maybe right, that first if, year, if, Freeman. Well, I was gonna say the one where I mean, if we're talking about the good, we're talking about a top ten running back and then uh, basically high end flex, low end RB two for where Tevin Coleman was that one year. That's the year I was talking about. Yeah. I think that would be the ceiling, but you're not expecting that. Yeah, happen. yeah, no, yeah, that's a good point. That That's the ceiling. I think it's a muted version of that where 
Philip Lindsay were getting low end RB two, and Royce Freeman were getting potential flex options. And um, I don't know. I, I, I there's so much time to go. But I am keeping my eye on Royce Freeman because I think this is going to be one of those post-hype sleeper situations, even though Philip Lindsay was so dang good. All right. Well, let's talk about who you got this weekend. So when you talk about the Royal Rumble, no, I'm just kidding. Yeah, yeah, I was about to say, Bogman and I were trying to go through the matches that were this weekend. I don't know if they've released new ones. And I was going no, through half sad. the people. I don't know who half the people are. You don't know half the people are? I know some of them. I know more than Bogman. Like, I know there's a lot of women's matches. Like I know Becky Lynch. I know she's the man. I know some of that stuff, but we looked at the cruiserweight one. I don't know who any of the cruiserweight well, title people are. Well, see, I mean, it's the cruiserweights are like you have to watch that separately in the network anyway. Yeah. I, All right. So Masahiro Tanaka so, was wrestling. I don't know what's going on. No, no. So you know, you know Brock Lesnar. Obviously, do you know who Finn Balor was? I do know the yes. the Bullet Club stuff in the past. I, okay. I I have a I have a past with wrestling. Okay, so you know Daniel Bryan and AJ Styles. I know AJ Styles I've known for a way before, back in his TNA days, but right. I didn't, I'm not familiar with Daniel Bryan too much. Really? I know of okay. him. I just don't. I've never, I don't think I've ever seen him And you knew, you knew who Ronda Rousey was? Yeah. Okay. Did you, so did you know who Sasha Banks was? No. Not a clue. Okay. So you didn't know, I'm assuming you didn't know who Asuka was? I only know Bex? because she won, didn't she win like a Rumble or, or um, uh, yeah, like a Royal Rumble type of thing and she like beat up a bunch of people? Mm, that was like the the overseas thing. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, I don't know. She's like she's got like face paint and. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Yeah. No, she's got one line going across her face. That's it. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> paint. She. Yeah. And then, well, she wears a mask when she comes out. So, did you know who the bar was? The tag team. No, that's what we we, <laughs> we saw that one, and we were just like, I don't know. That's that's the tag team that will be before the the Royal Rumble starts at the bar. I don't know. I don't know who that is. <laughs> But so do you, you know who the Miz was though, right? Oh yeah, yeah. Can we watch Real okay, World? We so grew up Shane in the nineties. So, do you know who? Not, and since you watched all the Bullet Club and all of that stuff, you know who Nakamura was, right? I know of. Did you know Rusev? No. Okay, and then so yes, and then the the last two was the cruiserweight you were talking about was the Buddy Murphy, Kalisto, Akira, Tawaza. See, I can't even say his last name. Yeah, Tawaza. And then Hideo Itami. Yeah, Hideo Nomo. Um, that's it. Yeah, I didn't know that guy. Yeah. So that's fair. And then Bobby Roode, Chad Gable, and The Revival. You don't know who those are? No. Isn't that a band? A Revival? <laughs> yeah. So you know about half the people on there. Yeah, I'm okay. Here's I'll, one I'll, for you. I'll be okay. Here's one for you. Do you know Heath Slater's real name? I, it's a football player name. Heath Slater? I The only Slater I know is from Saved by the Bell. No, do, you want to take a guess? It's a football player name. Uh... Doesn't play anymore. He was a tight end. Mike Allstott. Heath Miller. Wait, what? Heath Slater's real name is Heath Miller. Oh, I thought I was I was like, wait, is he Heath Miller? <laughs> no. Oh, he's not. Bachman will be so excited. A Steelers tight end? That'll be amazing. <laughs> no, 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 no. No, 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 no. Uh, do you want to know who Bo Dallas's real name is? <laughs> sure. Taylor Rotunda. <laughs> what a great name. Do you want to know who Bray Wyatt's real so name people is? People call Bogman and I behind our back. Uh, yeah, sure. Because he's related. Win him, Rotunda. <laughs> Their last name is not Rotunda. It is. Their last name is really Rotunda. No way. <laughs> They're not American. <laughs> so, or skinny. Uh, let's see some other ones that you can find here. Bogman and I we went could... to uh, WrestleMania 
nine you years know what ago. Angle's in Phoenix. Name is? No. It's Kurt Angle. Oh, yeah. Well, okay. Yeah. <laughs> I thought you were gonna give me something crazy. Kurt Angle, I don't think he was wrestling there. We when Bogman and I went to WrestleMania, we didn't know what was going on. I didn't know half the people, but we were there and it was a WrestleMania where it was the career match of Undertaker Shawn Michaels. You're gonna be the guy that's like the one at the movies, like, what just happened? What's going on? Yeah, well, I, I can follow wrestling. I got a whole. We got to do some secret content. I'll tell you about my wrestling uh, past stuff. But I'm I'm out of it for about 15 years. But you know, I try to keep up. All right, last one. Mickey James, real name? Uh, Jesse James. Mickey James. Mickey Rourke. I just think I just scrolled with me. Now you just scrolled. So playoffs, which is what we we're going to talk about. Hey, hold on, real quick, real quick. I want to go. <laughs> okay. So first game up. We're gonna have to save the Patriots for a second because they're the last game because the Patriots are always on prime time. That's what this, you know, Chiefs football. and Patriots. That's I mean, what, what are you gonna do? No, and you know, I, I'm not gonna complain too much, especially because it's the final weekend when it's three and six thirty or seven ish, whatever time that is. Anyway, but first game up, Rams at Saints. Let me ask you this first, actually. Who did you have going to the Super Bowl before the playoffs started? Rams. I've had the Rams essentially all year. Even when they went through that struggle, Bogman and Pizapia were all Team Saints. It's been Saints all year. Don't blame them. Uh, I have every week in and week out, regardless of what's happened, I'm staying convicted, and I am continuously going with my Rams. I've got my Rams uh, is in my division, and they uh, embarrass the 49ers. But I've been Rams all year, and I, I, just, I, don't, I can't go against them. I still think they're the most complete team. In the, I think the most complete team in the NFL, regardless of some of the ups and downs. So the fact that it's in New Orleans not scaring you at all? I mean, sure, but I mean, you know, from a from a structure standpoint, you know, they're in domes. You know, they're going to be fine. They're we're not going to have weather involved in it. Sure, the crowd no, is no, going to no. be but ruckus. I mean, it's, it's the Saints at home. Well, here's here's the counterpoint. So I've had the Saints the entire year. Actually, my preseason pick which isn't going to happen now. It was the Chargers and Saints. At the start of the playoffs, I switched to Chiefs and Saints because I had lost faith in the Chargers a little bit. Um, but I'm looking at the fact here. So you, you tell me your counter-argument here. So when I'm looking at the Saints, look at the fact, like I said, at home, the fact that they stopped the run for everybody almost. And yes, they are without rankings. I acknowledge that. But I mean, it's it's a big piece. It's not the end of the world. And enough. if... Now it is, and if you look at what happened the first time at home, it was 45-35, to 35, which didn't matter stopping the run in that game. I just look at the teams together, and if you're going to tell me now at this point of the season with no Cooper Cup and Jared Goff that we saw over the final few weeks of the season, I would feel it's almost like a 50-50 if Cooper Cup was there and you know he never lost him and Jared Goff continued to roll. At this point, with Todd Gurley less than 100%, and you know I love seeing C.J. Anderson do well, but... Less than 100% Todd Gurley, no Cooper Cup, Jared Goff starting to lose it at the end of the year. I just, I think you have to go Saints. I mean, I see where you're going with it. One thing that they didn't have before was they do have this ability to spell Gurley a little bit now. I mean, I think, see, as much as we, Cooper Cup was a huge, huge loss. And, and I don't think we even preseason-wise understood how important Cooper Cup was to this offense, and we truly know. No, I was one of the highest people and still way too low on Cooper Cup. Yeah, it was nuts. It was absolutely nuts. And But the offense is still, it still runs smooth. I mean, you know, Brandon Cooks and Robert Woods are doing their thing. But having that spell at running back, I think, 
gives them a unique kind of piece of their offense dynamically that they didn't have before against the Saints. While the Saints have also lost a key defender, I still love the Rams' defense. I think Aaron Donald is the best in the league, and uh, he's going to be all up in them. I think these teams, they they kind of balance out very similarly. I mean, the the Saints do a better job, I think, from a team construction standpoint. Mark Ingram and Alvin Kamara complement each other so well. The best in the NFL as far as a running back duo goes, which I think gives them um, an advantage. But the Rams, on a, on a heavy hone-in of Michael Thomas, if you lead it to the run, I think they're capable of stopping them. And I think the little bit of that open offense, that, ironically, that C.J. Anderson gives them, still allows them to be the team that can upset the Saints. If there was a team, I wouldn't be shocked if the Saints won, but if there was a team that could beat the Saints at home to get into the Super Bowl, it's the L.A. Rams. Okay, so let's talk about the second game and see if you're wrong again. And that, <laughs> so Patriots at Chiefs. Uh, the initial question first again: Who did you have coming from the AFC before the playoffs? Okay, I had the Chiefs before the playoffs. Okay, do you still take the Chiefs? I am going to stay with the Chiefs. I I will. No, 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 no. That sounded like that sounded like I'm staying with them because I picked them. No, I still think that I still think from like. Um, from a, of a team complete package, especially like from an offensive standpoint, I still think they are close to impossible to beat. The, what the Patriots did though last week though got me on edge with how good they looked, how much they worked over the Chargers. That might have been a little bit more of the Chargers. That I think momentum is heavily on New England's side, but going into Kansas City under Patrick Mahomes with Tyreek Hill, I think the Patriots are going to have a really hard time. Trying to uh, trying to bring down this offense, which this is this Kansas City offense is not like the Chargers offense, and uh, you know I mean pay, the Patriots offensive weapons. I don't think they they have a, a dynamic piece outside of the running backs. I'm talking like from an offensive wide receiver standpoint. Rob Gronkowski hard to move. Julian Edelman is so good in spacing, but I think Kansas City can contain it. And I'm I'm gonna well, go the Kansas Arctic City. Chill isn't coming anymore. Yeah, exactly. Isn't, by the way, is it is that like a cooler or an ice pack or something arctic chill or like a gatorade flavor i think it was a gatorade like, flavor it's, it's that it's, it's not the dark blue one it's like the light blue the one. light blue one yeah way too much sugar by the way how like you need to express when you are out here on thursday after watching patriots and chiefs and how cold and however many times they go to the temperature and then you walking in here walking around arizona where you can have flip flops and shorts and it's you know 60 70 oh, degree be, weather i'm not going to be i'm not going to be happy about it. i'm actually somebody who likes when i like four seasons i want at least one snow a year and i mean snow as in like a good 6 inches okay right. just one i don't want multiple i just want one i just want a year and like you know, shut down things for like a day. I don't want it to last four days and freeze over and we're stuck and can't like, no, that's a little bit too much. A little for bit me. Like one good snake. Yeah, one snow where I could go play with my niece and nephew for the day. It doesn't have to be gone the next day, but you know, just once and not crazy. It doesn't have to like, so yeah, it's actually, so I looked it up. It's Arctic Blitz. Arctic not, Blitz, light blue. Yeah, Arctic, okay. Uh, yeah, it is the light blue cover. We were, they, you know we're what? Right about that part. They should actually have that in the Gatorade thing and whoever wins should have that poured on them 
simply because of the Arctic chill. Oh, you could probably bet in Vegas of like what color the Gatorade will be. <laughs> I think light blue would be a good one. Are you with me here or are you Patriots? I mean, I, I felt like you wanted to make sure I wasn't just saying because the team I picked beforehand That's pretty was much Chiefs. what it was because okay. I, I told you I had Chiefs all the way. I had Chiefs, I had Chiefs, well, Chiefs all the way once I said I don't see the Chargers making it to the Super Bowl at this point. Uh, you know, you to go back to before the playoffs started, there was a reason that not Mel, Melvin Gordon not being 100%. They had still lost a few pieces on defense. They had to go to New England. I said if any team could upset New England and New England from the AFC side, I said the Chargers, and I will go back and say the same thing again, they had the pieces. But I said, and you can go look in the article, the way they need to beat them is like 24 to 17. They did their part in the 24. They actually got a little bit more than that. They got that part right. They just didn't hold them to sub 20, which is what they needed to do. And you're right. It's not just the fact that the Patriots did whatever they wanted to do. Is they watched the game against the Ravens. They came out and they just torched the defense that they tried to play against them. And the Chargers were too slow to adjust. And it just by the time you turn around, is they're down by multiple scores. And then you're pretty much screwed if you're down by multiple scores in New England. But I am going with you on this one because yes, I've had the Chiefs the entire time. I got tired of the whole Andy Reid nonsense of oh, playoff games, all that type of stuff. I just think that you look at this team. There's so many ways they can beat you, and people are still underrating this defense. Yes, it's got a lot of holes. Yes, it can give up a lot over the middle, intermediate routes, running backs out of the backfield. There are plenty of holes in it. It is not one of the best defenses in the league. It's probably like middle of the road, but I think middle of the road is better than what people think because people think it's one of the worst in the league. And it started that way, but it played a lot better at the end of the year. And that's part of the reason it was actually a top three fantasy defense. I know fantasy doesn't translate and doesn't go the other way always, but to be that good is they can force the turnovers. They can get to the quarterback. And if you can get to Tom Brady on the road, and I think if the Chiefs are smart, you pick your poison and you know hope that picking your poison, the other one, doesn't blow up in your face. Like Either choose to stop Sony Michelle and James White, just stop the running game, and deal with Julian Edelman and, and what else at, at the receiver position. And that's where or, I would think they would take that step to is trying to hone in on Sony Michelle and limiting James White. James White can have 16 carry, uh, catches all he wants as long as he's catching those uh, behind the line of scrimmage. Right. And this thing is then you just hope that Gronkowski doesn't all of a sudden wake up for one good game this year. Well, he's had two or three, but you oh, get my point. Man, be able and to that's move. the thing. Right. And so um, the downside is I do think this non-Arctic blast, chill, freeze, whatever the hell it is, Blitz. does hurt the chase a little bit because we all know the stats. We know the numbers. Once you get sub-freezing and then sub-20 and then t- close to zero, like the passing game numbers just continually drop. And I think if you're looking at who can overcome that with explosive plays and get people back basically on their heels and kind point. of like a cold turf. You, you're talking about Tyreek Hill and, and yes, Damian Williams and Patrick Mahomes, and I, I, that's what you want. So I think it helps the Patriots a little bit, but I'm still going with the Chiefs. Yeah, yeah, we're in, we're in, we're in the same boat. So you have Rams, Chiefs. I have Saints, Chiefs, and I actually have Saints winning it all. Do you have Rams winning it all? I have Rams winning it all. Yep. So we're going NFC. Mm-hmm. NFC is your champ. Yes. We agree. I'm going with NFC. We found yes, it. See, we, we did. Agreed. Somewhat. Yeah. Uh, slightly. Yeah. And we got the Chiefs going. The- Let's, uh, before we get out of here, let's talk a little baseball. Let's do it. Because you are a guru of baseball. And too kind. I said, yeah, let's say, hey, you, you know a hell of a lot. Hey, look, my Siri just activated for some reason. So Did it hear Family Feud? Said, uh, no, no, no. <laughs> Siri, what's your, what's your favorite Family Feud host? Ask her. I have a lot, but my Siri is 
Siri, just in your music. <laughs> Apparently she thought I said, hey, Siri, do you can play I have a lot like my Siri just activated for some reason. <laughs> See, I just she, got an Amazon Echo. Actually, a listener bought me uh, an Amazon Echo for Christmas, and I brought it into my house, and it was cool. We had oh, it on Christmas. listener is buying you things? Yeah, we, we do a whole Christmas thing. We... Um, we have no shame. And they like shame. give out your address and they send you things. Oh, I, I could explain the whole thing. We we make it a bit. It's a there are some uh, certain people on the internet that like to use some lists, some Amazon lists. If you've ever seen these certain people, and mm-hmm. we make a bit mm-hmm. about that. And uh, and uh, I apparently didn't realize I had it on there, and I got one of those. And um, you know, we played it during the holidays. Oh, and played... so people could just go to your list and send you something? Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, we do a whole we do a whole Secret Santa thing too. It's fun. But like we were playing the whole thing and my my family's a little bit sketchy about it. And my wife did this whole bit where we had the echo. They unplugged it the next day and I came back and I was like, dude, I'm like, what's the point of having the echo if you don't have it plugged in? You're supposed to be able to like hang out and ask it questions. And she looks me dead in the eye and she's like, It's listening. She's like, That's how they record your conversations and she got into the whole <laughs> conspiracy thing and I was like, all right, let's just keep it unplugged. But then I, I think it's laughable, but then you're sitting there, we're doing a show and Siri just butts in like she's co-hosting the thing. Yes. It's, I don't it like is. it. It's, oh, it's always listening. That's I don't like it. I don't trust it. You should ask her though. Her Ask her, Siri, what's your favorite Family Feud host? She's not gonna, that's one of the ones that they like. They don't ask or don't answer. Well, she would be like, I don't understand. Hold on. Here we go. Hey, Siri. What's your favorite Family Feud host? Here are matches for Family Feud. Yeah, family see, it didn't work. Ah, Siri's stupid. Have, have you ever done the one with uh, Bohemian Rhapsody? Mm-mm. My favorite was Hal. I'm like, Siri, oh, what do you think on. about Hal? Hold on. I don't want to talk about that. Hey, Siri. I see a little silhouette of a man. Scaramouche, Scaramouche, will you do the Fandango? Thunderbolt <laughs> and lightning. Very, very frightening me. Galileo, 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 Galileo Figaro Magnifico. I'm just a poor assistant. Nobody loves me. It's just a poor assistant from a poor family. Spirit its life from this monstrosity. Easy come, easy go. Will you let me go? Bismillah. No. We will not let you go. Let it go. Bismillah. We will not let you go. Let it go. Bismillah. We will not let you go. Let me go. We will not let you go. That was creepy. Let me go. Let me go. Never let you go. Never let me go. Oh. No. 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 Jake, I just want, I hope someone was listening and they just put their ear, what's, what's Jake doing? And then they hear, let me go. Let me go. Let me go. Coming from your room. no 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 no, let me go no that was uh that was utterly creepy i do want to say though siri is um is um not as good as alexa alexa's much smarter and more fun to talk to hey siri you're not as good as alexa i think that's subject to opinion (laughs) there you go the opinion rams all right what do we got on baseball Baseball. Let's talk baseball real Let's quick. Let's do it. We're trying to do this. Yeah. So first, do you believe, one, it's feasible, two, that it makes sense, because I have my opinion, on the Phillies truthfully trying to get Harper, Keuchel, and 
I guess the closer they want is Kimbrel, but that, that's the rumor right now. Do I think that they could pull that off? And do you think it makes sense? There's a two-part question. Like just because one doesn't necessarily mean the other. I, sh- I, I think it absolutely makes sense. I mean, why would you not want one of the best game closers in the game? You would have, um, you know, the face of your franchise that would uh, vault Philly in Bryce Harper, and of course Manny Machado would be. I mean, you'd essentially have, I'm loosely saying, like your Bash Brother type of stars that uh, the Phillies really need that they've needed. I mean, it would put them on a whole nother spectrum. It would be the biggest talk of uh, spring training. It would lead them into the regular season, and it would also probably hype them up expectationally, which then would become a whole nother story when they lose five straight and everyone says, oh, are they idiots? So, sure, I think it could make sense. I don't see how it happens, and I don't think it happens. Though, I do, interestingly, I'm curious what you think about this. We have this whole situation, um, I don't know if we're going to talk about it, but with Manny Machado and the White Sox. Oh, yeah, we're going to get to that. Well, that situation, I wonder if you have a team like Philly that's out there spreading some of these fake lies to try to drop that money down because the money that we heard is hugely lower than what has been an expectation. But if Philly is out there creating this false narrative, that might allow them to kind of swoop in a little bit uh, on the lower price and get two of these guys. Ultimately, I still think it's only one. I can't see how they're going to pay three players $100-plus million, two of them probably being in the 200s. See, I actually can see them because I looked at their payroll and I looked at their payroll and the fact that it drops a significant amount from this year to next and they have very little on the books going forward whereas even if you sign all three let's let's just even say you give them Harper at 30 you give them Keichel at what do you want to say 18 does that sound good oh did you say Keichel, Keichel? I'm sorry I thought you said Kimbrel you say you're saying you're saying Keichel. no I'm still go- hold on I'm still going oh okay it's all three. Oh, yeah yeah I'm just so you you say Keiko at 18 seems like a reasonable number probably okay Kimbrel at 14 um yeah probably yeah somewhere in there it might be a little bit more all right so that's right there that's 62 we'll pull it up to 65 okay how about that we'll call it nice so 60 65 they still don't hit the luxury tax and then there's so much money that comes off the books that in two years. They could still go sign Trout for thirty plus million and still not hit the luxury tax, and that's why when I hear them talking about they have crazy money from the TV deal and they're going to be all aggressive, I could actually see them doing it. Okay, and yeah, I could, and I and I mistook what you said. I I was putting my brain into. What did you the, think I was saying? I, I thought you were Harper doing Machado. Yeah, because that rumor's been out there. I, when I when I heard you say it, I thought. It, but yeah, the rumor that's out there right now. Here's you're absolutely a tip, right. Chris. When I say listen, names, listen to the listen. names. Yeah, listen. I should have listened. I don't do that that well all the time. Yeah, yeah, no. So I you could, can see those three. So I, does it make sense then? Yeah, I think it does make sense. I mean, Keiko's an interesting name. The Diamondbacks did the same thing when they got their big TV deal. That's when they went out and spent, you know. Well, that's asked, why I ask you is because you got the other side of it where it's like, yeah, that's all fun and it looks great on paper, but how many times does this really work out? Uh, yeah, from it from a working out perspective, I think it's a big question mark. I think now, now, that, you, now that we're on the right path here. I think, yes, they can make it work as you laid out. I think it makes sense. 
I also think it's the big play for the future because Harper would obviously be a huge, huge uh, selling point for a guy like Trout, which we've heard all the stuff, you know, in 2020. Could you imagine that? Harper and Trout on the same team? That'd be ridiculous. Plus, you know, the Phillies have a, I mean, they got Reese Hoskins in there. They got young guys like Scott Kingry. Um, They've got a minor league system to move through. They've also, they've got Arietta out there and they've got one of the best young pitchers in Aaron Nola. I mean, they would be, this is the recipe. This is the recipe that Philly needs. That's why this makes the most sense for them to do. I don't know if Keuchel ultimately is the right one, but he's the only guy that they have the opportunity to get. Right. I don't love Keuchel similarly to I didn't don't love Arietta. I think those guys are kind of in the same line here, but you're stacking your team up that's going to compete in the NL, and they're going to be one of the biggest forces out there, and Bryce Harper's going to push that. So, yeah, I should listen more. So, where are you on this whole Machado thing? Because you brought up, and of course, yes, the numbers are significantly lower than, and it's not just the numbers as in seven years, the it's seven years at 25 per, which we all know that basically it sounded like the floor was 30 per for Machado or yeah. Harper. So it's not just these rumors, and to your point, uh, is the fact that maybe it's the Phillies leaking this or whatever. I don't know if you saw, but you also have Machado's agent coming out and yeah specifically going after big name baseball reporters, including like Buster Olney and stuff like that, calling them out in his public release. In like the first that, sentence. Yes. That don't know where they're getting their information and started mentioning the CBA and that the, you know, all these type of things about making it kind of almost a threat without it being a threat. It was kind of as, as much as you could get without legal action being taken. Well, that last um, line too, Jake, where he was kind of like, I'm not going to sit by and let teams try to manipulate the market. I think he might've even right. used that exact word is, is there's right. clear, there's clear manipulation that's going on here. It doesn't mean it's from the white Sox, And that's why I was throwing out the idea. Cause it's been thrown around where the Phillies could potentially look at trying to sign Machado and Bryce Harper, that this could be one of those negotiating tactics where you know, they leak this info, they go to Machado, they're like, man, aren't the White Sox ridiculous? How offensive for them to offer you 7-175, we'll offer you 7-225, and you don't have to deal with them, and we're bringing Harper in. Like, those type of tactics are out there. I'm not saying it is Philly because, you know, that isn't the latest rumor, but it it's getting dirty, and MLB is in a bad spot. And who was the um the the Grandall signing, the Yasmani Grandall signing, just got Everybody got baseball Twitter in a kerfuffle about, you know, the next CBA contract. I mean, if this goes down anything like how Machado is being laid out, it's going to get ugly. Right. So, well, there's two different things. So Grandal, I don't believe. Like, I think Grandal overplayed his hand and he got caught. And that's so I'm just going to that's the one is, you know. The Mets were the best offer you were going to get, the four-year $60 million. Don't give me this hubbub about being altruistic and wanting to keep the you know, the average value of catchers higher in the contracts that they deserve. And but Get the hell out of here. You yeah. overplayed your hand. There was nothing left. You got your one-year $18.5 million fine, whatever. That's, uh, he's in a different bucket. The Machado thing, initially, the entire baseball free agency, initially, I am with the, you know what, good on the teams for finally playing sensible. Like, let's be realistic here. Yes, the contracts continually go up because that's how the world works. Inflation works. Inflation works with real money and in sports. And I'm not saying they don't make me real money. I just mean like real money as in the dollar value. It inflates. It's what it's where inflation comes from. So, you know, people get yearly raises to compound that. Baseball contracts, NFL contracts, contracts continually go up. Quarterbacks, it's always the next man up. But at some point, there's also a breaking point 
the contracts are still going up. These are only going to be, if they make $30 million, the second and third contracts to ever have been in baseball making $30-plus million a year, the first being Stan. So let's understand and put out the point that just because baseball has gotten, gotten their heads right and stopped with this overspending nonsense and stopped with these 10-year contracts and eight years for whatever, 20-something million dollars for some number three pitcher, just some margin, by the way. So like mm-hmm. those kind of contracts, just because baseball is right doesn't mean it's collusion. Now, to your point, if what the agent is saying, if what Machado's agent is saying is true, that's a whole different ballgame. Yeah. And that is, that is collusion. That's, that's, that is the CBA does need to get involved. So I look at it two different ways. I look at it. One is I appreciate baseball. It's, part of me hates that the fact that the winter meetings aren't as fun anymore because the winter meetings used to be, oh my God, I stayed at my computer to see what was happening day by day by day, hour by hour. It's not that anymore. It's not like the NFL free agency first day with by the end of the first day, you've already got 13 big names signed. But at the same time, I'm not going to fault the MLB owners for being smart about it. And somebody like, you know me, I told you this. We, we joked about it. You maybe blocked the Mets. Yeah. <laughs> as much as I don't think that the Jed Lowry signing makes a lot of sense for who the Mets are, I think that's more of a Yankees move, as in that's your final piece because you need that depth. That's not what's going to put the Mets over the top. I do commend Van Wagen, Wagenen and all that stuff for like, saying, you know what? We're going to try and win this way. We don't need the one for the versus the 24. Yeah. Well, I mean, and, you know, I hate to bring it back to the team that I pay attention to. You just made me think of it. The Diamondbacks signed former Met uh, Wilmer Flores, and they've been making a lot of moves like this. The Diamondbacks have been in a spot where they, you know, they went outside of their comfort level because, like Philly, got that big contract, uh, that big TV contract. They signed Zach Granke for a huge deal, and that Zach Granke deal set that team completely, completely on the wrong track. So much so that they had to trade Paul Goldschmidt. I'm not saying it's the ultimate reason, but because they had all that money and can't move Granky, they knew they could do nothing at all with Paul Goldschmidt. So it damaged this organization for many years that people aren't necessarily looking or talking about. So now these teams have to go about it the way we are grossed out with, you know, Jed Lowry being signed, Wilmer Flores being signed. That's ultimately what happens. And it's a bad look on baseball too, just because as a lot of people have pointed out, it's gross that we're two months away from the season or, you know, we're two and a half months into free agency and we have guys like Jed Lowry and Wilmer Flores getting their contracts and the two two of the biggest stars in all of the sport are sitting on the sidelines as free agents right now. Yep. And then you have the pieces behind them that are waiting because they're yep. waiting for the market to be set and they're waiting for those deals and for their follow-up teams who didn't sign them to be into play. And AJ that, Pollock. That's, that's AJ t- Pollock's a perfect example of that. And I think what makes it worse, or like not say perception worse. So again, I am on the side that good for baseball, and I mean baseball as in all of the teams as a whole, stopping with the nonsense because it got completely out of control. But it's their fault it got out of control, and I think that's why it's kind of got a bad taste for some people that follow or are into baseball or fans or whatever you want to call it because they look at it and they say, you know, well, now you kind of are colluding, even though you're not talking to each other to drive down the prices, but it's the problem that they created. So they're trying to fix their own problem that they created. So it looks bad, despite them kind of really doing the right thing. Like, I mean, be honest, if people out there listen, if you owned a team, would you really want to pay Grinky what he's making? Would you really want to pay what this, when it, when you know, like you just said, it hamstrings the rest of the team 
and a wrestler could was not what do we have? The Yankees, the Red Sox, the Dodgers, the Cubs. I mean, and eventually it sounds like it's going to be the Phillies. There's like five or six teams that are skirting around or over the luxury tax threshold where it's like, you know what? The contracts like that don't matter to them. When you're talking about the Mets and the Brewers and the Diamondbacks and the Twins and all these teams that are in the middle, like, and heck, you want to get down to the Rays and those type of teams. Leonard and I have been talking about those. I'm just talking about the middle of the road ones. The middle of the road ones that are hovering around the $140 million, $130, 120 the Pittsburgh Pirates is a good one. You get a $20 million contract and it goes south, or even if it's moderately valuable, like you just said, it hamstrings the team that you need to get lucky. You know what's a good comparison for that? I'll kind of compare it to like taking a tight end in the second round of fantasy football. Yes, it can work for you, but you've invested so much in that if that tight end isn't a second round value and you don't hit on at least one running back, you're screwed. Yeah, it's it's the reaching concept. We talk about the tight end or you can there's a multitude of positions too. I mean, even if you want to take it into fantasy baseball, I'm not saying this, by the way. I'm not saying this, but I just want to catcher. point out. Well, not just catcher, but I just want to point out actually full-on positional. One thing, Bogman and I were, and, and Jake is one of our gracious judges on it. We got a book coming out in a couple of weeks called The 99 Fantasy Baseball Player Debates. It's a, a series that we did last year. It's a cool conceptual book to kind of get your I brain working. I already set mine in. Yep. Yeah, you set yours in. I got, and it's judges. We do it kind of like boxing style. And we've got three judges that uh, ultimately judge it, and we have a write-up. It's, it's a cool little thing. But- one of the debates when I put it together is so wild. I don't. I don't think you were on it, but it's so wild comparative to last year when you look at it, and it's the Ronald Acuna one. And Ronald Acuna is up against a obvious first rounder, and the reason is is because Ronald Acuna is a no doubt first rounder, whether he lives up to it or not. Now, I'm not saying he can't live up to the potential, but to the point here, this is a little bit different, but you look at these players, Vladimir Guerrero is, a, is, a, is a, maybe the perfect example where you're paying for a top like 25 pick. I mean, he went 18 in some of the drafts over at first pitch here, the early, early ones. Really? Um, yeah, he went 18 overall. Is you, you start to price out your return. Like how much when you pay a top 18 or Ronald Acuna, who I think went six in one of those drafts, how much do they have to produce for you to even come close to <laughs> you know, reestablishing you know your about? value? You're talking about my other hashtag, which hasn't caught on because it's, it's kind of, it's too long. It's which, the hashtag. Don't buy all the risk. Don't buy all the risk. Yeah. There's a, there's inherent risk and baseball's got its version of this, which also I think is weird by the way with Machado because Baseball fighting against this and whoever happens to be the leaking, it's what the problem is, is it's taking away from these massive contracts because when Manny Machado signs, assuming it's not going to be the record deals or what has been talked about, let's let's just for argument say, say it's two hundred and five million. You know, it's gotta get over two now. That's in a ridiculous contract. That is an insane contract. But all anyone is going to focus on is how much he had to take off the ch- take on the chin and had to uh, get pressed by the market. It's a bad look, and it actually, for even though they save some money on this deal, it's going to force an uglier and dirtier CBA issue, which could end up pushing to a strike. Baseball just hurts itself while it's trying to maintain its strength here and it's trying to stand its ground it's ultimately hurting themselves because it's not like the players association is going to back down on any front here no you're, you're definitely right about that i mean there's no question about it i'm actually would you would you say 202 or 205 yeah 205 i just threw it 205 i think it has to be over two it's going to be two and i think it has to it can't be 200 million he's going to want it's going to have to be like between i think it's between 205 and 215 okay somewhere i was going to say because the one I was thinking about 
uh, yesterday was uh, eight years, 220. Because that's 27. That. That's 20, 27.5 a year. And all these guys, too, they're, I mean, aren't, they're building in like, you know, an option to buy out like in the third year or something like that, anyways. Well, yeah, that's what us, uh, we did the All In Sports Patreon earlier today. And I said that to Joe and Chris. I said, I think that Bryce Harper, I, I don't see the Nationals signing him unless they work out something kooky because uh, I didn't know this until I saw somebody else tweet it, is that because they are, they would go over the luxury tax, th- luxury tax threshold if they signed him, but it would be their third penalty in a row. Oh, and it, which yeah. it makes, so if he gets 30 million, it would actually push them up to about 45 million just to sign Harper. If it's 35 million, he would be at 50 million. So, I think that's the problem is that people don't realize it's a bit. You're basically attacking on an extra 15 million. I know it's not to Harper, but for all intents and purposes, the it's, that's what the truth is. It takes an extra 15 million on top of what you're paying Harper to sign Harper. Like that's, you're kind of screwed yourself. And if you look at the nationals contract, they're the top of the league for the next three years and already like money guaranteed. They are the top the next three years in a row. That's how much money they have set on the books already. So, it's not just a one-year thing. And I think that's why, unless they figure something out, and I'm only saying that to your point about an opt-out or something like that, where they can figure out, all right, we pay you X amount cheaper, and then it hits in the third year, and then you could opt out after three, you know, that type of stuff, something weird like that. But I just don't, I don't see them going back there at this point. Can we agree that, like, all I want in the baseball season, more than spring training to start, more than my drafts to get going, me personally, more to be done writing this book. All I want is for these two to sign their stupid <laughs> contracts and be done with it. Every day, these stupid tweets of like, Manny Machado might sign here. He might not, but he'll be in a, he'll be wearing a jersey come April. Bryce Harper might sign here. It's possible he won't be on the lookout if he does or doesn't, but he will be swinging a bat in March. It's I'm <laughs> so done with it. So over it. Uh, it. Well, it makes you feel any better. Sean Tolson retired. I mean, you know, that's, you know. <laughs> I actually, I razzed on Tolson one time uh, out in spring training here because he was wearing these, uh, when he was at the Rangers, wearing these ridiculously green re- green glasses. And I was talking to uh, Keone Kella and I, I was just, I was talking to Kella and I was like, what's up with Tolson? And he just kind of laughed because I was asking Kella when he was going to have the starting closer job. And Tolson was just sitting there with the brightest green glasses in the bullpen and he looks so ridiculous and that is stuck in my brain forever of just what a tool he looked like. Probably a super nice guy, but he looked ridiculous. <laughs> it has nothing to do with anything. It just you that no, it guy doesn't. specifically. And you know what? And the fact that it has nothing to do with anything is kind of like the f- perfect bookend for the show. Perfect. Although now that I'm moving things around, it's not really going to be the bookend, but for this this <laughs> episode this perfect. episode is going to be like um Oh man, I just completely forgot the movie. What's the movie that goes backwards? You tell the story backwards. Oh, uh, the um. Oh shoot! Now you just <laughs> made, you forgot it. I just I I can see the cover in my mind. Uh, I, like, backwards oh my movie. God. I cannot believe no, it. No, don't don't don't. I want to figure it out. It's um. Uh, it's not element. What is no, it? No, don't say words. Now you're just gonna make it worse. <laughs> oh God, <laughs> I have it. It's uh. It's one of the movies I used to. I, it's one of the few movies I actually. I don't own a lot of movies. Movie that plays. Don't do backwards. it. Don't type it in. I need to. Oh, I got it. Oh, I'm so pissed at myself. Everyone's so mad. Jake, do you know how many people are screaming right now? They're screaming 
at That's this movie. So good, I'm going to figure it out because I can see the box. I can I see it. it's like a brown box with like a picture that he has on it because that's how he remembered yep. everything. Use the pictures. What's uh, his name? Unbel- the actor. This might help me. Um, the actor's name. Okay. That's the other on. problem is I can't think of his name. Uh, he was I almost in the name. Blade, I think, um, or something see. like that. Some, yeah. He, oh, no, he was, he was in the Count of Monte Cristo. Guy Pierce. Guy Pierce. Thank you. He's like, he's so just like guy- a version of Ju- Jude Law. <laughs> I confuse those two. Memento. Memento. You it's got Memento. it. You nailed it. People are so angry. People are so mad. I know. They're probably like, I said that three minutes ago. You guys are stupid. What do you guys know about pop culture? You can't even get Memento. Jeez. I just forgot. They, they just stopped just... listening thirty minutes ago. Yeah, that's an amazing <laughs> episode. But yeah, we this episode was like Memento. God knows how you're listening to this and how this actually was played out and recorded. Yes. Uh, so if you leave a review. <laughs> <laughs> If you don't feel like leaving a five-star review, you don't have to today. I don't care. That's fine. You can um, save your review for another day. Hey, this episode with me. Now you should should do the five-star review and say, I enjoyed this crazy episode with Chris Welsh so much. anything else. This is award-winning. Yeah. This is why I got nominated for the FSTA Award for Best Podcast. Shows like this. Never happened for me. So congratulations to you. What's going to happen next week when you and I are doing this in person? Oh, hell's going to break loose. It's chaos. Be memento. It is. Won't remember anything. Speaking of which, tell everybody again where to find your stuff and pimp your stuff and do all uh, those good things. On Twitter, at is it the Welsh? Please follow me if you would like cra- crazy stuff. If you like prospect baseball information, if you like baseball, football, basketball information, if you also like me storyboarding episodes of Goosebumps, uh, because I did that. Because there, I found an episode that Ryan Gosling was on, and I decided to tweet at him with. I saw uh, you doing that. Yeah, that was amazing. Nobody liked it, but I had a great time doing it. If that's up your alley, otherwise, in this league.com, that's where you can. It's kind of the home base. You can find all the podcasts that Bogman and I do. We do um, multi week for all the sports. I do prospects. He does college. We uh, we got multiple shows. We got a show on fan tracks. We do. I do a show with for the NBA, NBA takeaways. There's just a ton of stuff that we do. So we'd love to have you come and check out all of our stuff and be on the lookout early February for our book. Please. Yeah. See, this is good. This is why. And he stayed at work an extra hour and a half to do the show with me. So I'm gonna please. have to do the black. Yeah. Bo- I'm gonna stay here and do the black book after too now. So uh, he's gonna be at work all day long. And family will be so it. mad. I'll just I'll tell yeah. him just. Turn on Alexa and pretend I'm here. Just have to talk to you. <laughs> pretend you're. You can actually hijack it from your phone if you have that. Oh, really? Alexa, you, guys, Alexa's dad oh, tonight. If, 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 no, no. So if Alexa is on in the house, so it's plugged in and it's ready and it's, it's the, it's set to the just say hey Alexa, and you have the Google app on your phone. You can actually open up your phone, and if nobody's using it, say hey Alexa to your house or something. I forget what you have to can say. I but you can I talk through the Alexa? Yes. Oh, I'm, I am going start, to ruin you, my family's you, night doing that. You could just start talking to the Alexa while you're not home, and then it'll just start. You will start coming through Alexa. Oh, I mean, my, you just gave me a project. <laughs> my buddy did it while I was over the house watching the football games this past weekend. He's like, "Oh, he's like, I'm going to call home." And I was like, "All right." He's, he goes, "Hey, Alexa." He's like, he's like, "Hey, honey." And I was like. What the hell? I need to go get a GoPro, set that up, and then I'm going to do this because that is going to be gold. 
Gold. <laughs> be gold. Just like this show. And I hope you enjoy this show and get like there's so much here, an hour and a half worth of stuff that you can save two parts of it. I will you know what? I'll throw that at the beginning too, Chris, because I'm not gonna be around next week for everybody. As I mentioned many times, FSTA, I'm gonna be out in Arizona hanging out with this dude, going to the Royal Rumble. So no all in sports next week. They will still the all in sports Patreon will still be because Joe and Chris will still have that going, Chris Meany. So you can still catch that out, but I'll catch that while I'm out as I leave words out as I finish this show also bookending the fact that I can't talk today so I'll be back in two weeks and I hope you enjoy yourselves as uh, Chris and I did today because we definitely did see you later bye everyone Natalie and Bruglier just lingered. Yes. Yes. That's <laughs> right. Did she, she, was that like the only song she ever had? Yeah, she was totally like one of, one of those one-hit wonders. Was she, oh, you know who I was just about to say? I I just put Lisa Loeb yeah. on her, and I was thinking it was Lisa Loeb, but she also was like a one-hit wonder. <laughs> what, what was her song, uh, though? I don't, I don't know. I'm, um, I'm looking at Natalie Lisa and Bruglia, who looks completely different now. She looks like a mom now. Really? Lisa Loeb. Well, she, oh. I mean, she's 43. Lisa Loeb's, what was her song? Lisa okay, Loeb was no. Stay. Lisa Loeb used to be that really hot chick with the glasses. She now looks like, she kind of looks like Sarah Palin. You stay. You stay. Or is that that? No, oh, I was thinking you say. Never mind. Oh, yeah, like this the, is you Stay. I'm, I don't know. Yeah. Here, hold on. Let me no, play this. I can think I can play it here on this my setup. Is uncharted territory. A can you hear it? Where elite instructors yeah. Put every right. mo- Let's see. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. That's the same one. Yeah. Oh, she's saying say? Yeah, stay. No, stay. Yeah. Say, say. You stay. Wait, here we go. I thought she was saying you say. You only hear what you want to. You say. I did yes. too. I only you hear say. What no, I but, but that, yeah, that's that part. Where's the. So. Hold on, what's the theme? Where's the big thing? And I thought what I felt was simple. And I thought that I don't belong. Where's the even now I know that I did something wrong because I missed you. Kiss dudes. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I miss you. <laughs> Lisa. Oh, that's her. I miss you. She used to, that's what she about to say. I think yeah. she was about to say the stay part. Yeah, it goes stay and then it goes like I missed you in little things yeah. to the side so so Nat- natalie and brulia 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 she was just torn that's it yeah and lisa loeb was like stay and they're still around but they've done nothing good uh, they've just moved I'm to a little YouTube. i'm a little confused by google's people also searched for when it comes to natalie and brulia because i get nelly furtado because, you know, maybe you're like somebody or just, you know, maybe. oh, I meant Natalie or, you know. Okay. okay. I get that. I don't get the other four. Mostly one because I don't know who Lily a- Allen is. Uh, I, I think she's is. like a British singer. But she's like a, a singer now. Maybe okay. she sounds the like other, her. The other three is Daniel Johns, who's a former spouse. So that makes sense. Oh, I don't know. But then, 
Paris Jackson and Courtney Cox. What? What are they? <laughs> why are they tying in like the relatives of dead singers? Like Paris Paris Jackson, her father's Michael Jackson, and Courtney with Kurt Cobain. What was Lisa Loeb married no, to someone that died? Other, no, you're thinking or Natalie of Courtney. Brugley? No, you're thinking of the wrong Courtney. You're thinking of the Courtney Love. Oh, I'm thinking of Courtney Cox Love. Courtney Cox is from Friends. So <laughs> does does David Arquette have something to do with this? Ready to Rumble, the movie. I don't. What? I don't know. Here I was Natalie Imbruglia, Courtney Cox. Let's see what comes. Up. Yeah, what's the connection? Did she do a Maybe song on Friends? No. I don't know. Uh, let's see. Oh, I spelled Courtney wrong. She's got an extra e in it. Mm. <laughs> let's see. Friends singles. Oh, wait, here we got an article. Friends No More. Courtney Cox single again. Blah, 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 blah. Something about Natalie and Bruglia. Did they date each other? Maybe. No, maybe that's who David Arquette's with. Let's find out. Oh. That's... Look at this rabbit hole we're going down. Natalie and Bruglia. <laughs> will, will we see David Arquette at uh, Royal Rumble? No. Oh. Uh, He's in wrestling. Did you, didn't you see that whole thing he had the other day where he yes, uh, the hardcore yeah. thing and then he got cut and he freaked out? That was a month ago. It was like a month ago. Months. Really? No. No, no. Yes. No. Hold on. Now I'm going to do this. David Arquette. Wait, what? Wrestling injury. Okay. Matt LeBlanc. Oh, this wasn't months ago. <laughs> this is November. Yeah. Spent nine years with Melissa McKnight before the pair separated in 2006. He has since been linked with former Joey Cole co-star Andrea, Andrea Anders. You're David having trouble Schwimmer. with normal names like Courtney and Andrea. <laughs> I know. David Schwimmer are the exceptions that prove the rule. The latest three marriages have been more than matched in reality by romances with Natalie Imbruglia and Millie Avital. Okay, so Wait. we just created so, a new game. It's called the um, Six Degrees of Natalie Imbruglia. <laughs> we just figured out how Courtney Cox had anything. I don't know what Paris Jackson had to do with it, but I'm not sure I want to know. No, but we did figure out how Natalie Imbruglia is related to friends somehow. Apparently, it's a brand she new was game. with Schwimmer. Is that what this article is saying? Yeah, that Schwimmer did. The article is not even very clear <laughs> about it. It's, it's very it's poorly true. written. I don't know. Uh, so for um, Tom Peck at uh, the Independent News, uh, you need to do a better job writing your article next time because it's not very clear. I don't I mean... It's about David Schwimmer, so it makes sense. It's not clear. I'm assuming, but it might not be, is what I'm saying. You can't even tell. Let's say I Bruglia, would say David Schwimmer. Lisa okay, Loeb so yeah, and Bruglia had to have done a song on Friends, too. That was no, no, right in the Natalie, wheelhouse. Natalie and Bruglia reveals celebrity hookup with David Schwimmer in 2015. How embarrassing is that? For which one? For her. <laughs> <laughs> For him. He's a, that's a one-hit wonder. He's Friends. He can fail in every show that he's ever had since. He's still friends. He, he has. <laughs> that is he true. He's, he's done the only just one that. that's really failed that's <clears throat> yeah. like completely bombed out. Yeah, I because... mean, LeBlanc has failed also, but he's had opportunity. No, no, no. No, he, he did. He failed all the way up until the show on HBO. Oh, the uh, extras or whatever it is? Something I know what you're like that. I know what you're talking about. Matthew Perry... Did some movies and then some drugs. Yeah, the the whole nine yards. No, he did drugs while he's on Friends. Yeah, he said he said he doesn't remember seasons like like three through seven or something like that. Courtney Cox. He did the whole nine yards and then he did um, the Odd Couple reboot. Well, Phoebe's done nothing. 
She just did like no, she, no. She did a TV show that was actually really supposedly successful on one of the pay channels, like HBO. Or you Showtime know what? Or and didn't it? Ha- I think it had some cross with one of the friend stars. And then Jennifer Aniston is in a whole nother world. Obviously, right. And Courtney Cox had that show about drinking wine all the time. Yeah, yeah. The Desperate Housewives. No, something yeah, she else. was on that show. Yeah, I know what you're talking about, but she was on that show too. Oh, she was on that show too. Yeah, she's she the sure hottest one that? too. Oh, it's episodes. Is what that one was called. Episodes. That one got like awards and stuff. Courtney Blanc. Cox, TV show. She was oh, on she Desperate was in Housewives. The, she was in the Cougar Scream Town. movies. No, I'm wrong. Cougar, it was yeah. Cougar Town. That's it. Yeah, what do you tell me? Like, don't challenge my friend's stuff. I, I won't get, up, get off my turf. <laughs> she, I mean, she was the hottest one for a while. But... Nah, Aniston. Well, I mean, yeah, she held up. Courtney needed a little bit of. No, doctor, it was always help. it was always Aniston for me. Yeah, not Phoebe. It's especially season three, Aniston, with the auburnish brunette hair kind of going on, with the darker kind of colorish makeup. Yeah. yeah, I'm not I'm not gonna disagree on Jennifer Aniston during Friends years. I was saying <laughs> Courtney Cox, Cougar Town years when she dolled up. She dolled nah, up quite nice nah, for a bit. Nah. Right. she's got each his own. Let's say Courtney Cox relationship. Yeah, she started. She's getting a little bit of a Joker face recently. Yeah, I left the TV on while we're doing this, and Family Feud was on. Hey, what's the lowest score? You've seen Family Feud before. What's the lowest final score that you've ever seen? Who's the in, host like, of Family Feud now? Is it still Steve Harvey? Yeah, it's still Steve Harvey. Oh, He's man. still doing like seventeen shows. Is this a bad yeah. take? Louis Anderson was the best. Uh, I think that's a bad take. I think it's a good take. Louis, Louis, Louis Anderson, Anderson always creeped me out. But that's the point. I don't want I like <laughs> like Steve Harvey, he's kind of got like this office thing with him. Like anytime like someone says something ridiculous, he just is like his face is like and he just like looks over at the but camera. He makes good jokes too sometimes. sometimes. Like the best the best it's the best is have you ever seen Steve Harvey when somebody's said the answer that's one of the answers that's already up on the board? Yeah, he he'll do that face. No, 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 and then continues to play it out sometimes. No, no, I don't think I've, I haven't paid no, that much attention. No, like he's done a couple, like the person's like, it's up there, Steve. And he's like, oh, you really think so? And they're like, <laughs> yeah, I know, I know it's up there. He's like, you really, really, you think so? He's well, why do you think that's such a good answer? And they're like, oh, he's like, oh, you know, I, I think it's up there too, you know? And he's like, he keeps egging and going on with it until they've realized that it's up on the board. <laughs> I like the bit. I like the bit. There, there's something to me, it's my personality the uncomfortableness that Louie would kind of walk around with and just kind of... It just feels creepy. I, I know, but it, it made, made Family Feud like all but better. Like Steve Harvey's a little bit... It's a little bit too dolled up for me now. But by the way, he dresses as one on a, a FX show. What was that one with the Zach Galifianakis oh, yeah. where he dressed up? He was essentially Galifianakis' yeah, mom. Yeah. What, what, which always what? was weird to me. Speak because we talked... Oh, so before we came on the show, we were talking about Friends. And are we going to play that, by the way? Are people going to are people going to get nope. that 10 minute thing? That oh, we yeah, did? There, there's going to be parts of it. I'll put it at the end. Oh, Trust my me. God. I don't know. I'll pick and choose which parts, but there <laughs> will be parts of it, including some of the friends part at the end. But so I want to. So that's less weird to me to have Louis Anderson play the mom because we kind of all know it was a joke. And well, the one that always weirded me out was the lady that plays Chandler's dad on friends because oh, yeah. it, it, to me to me it was always kind of like really like you, you're you're happy with the fact that people think you're so manly of a woman that came off weird to me that like she was cool with it 
I think, I mean, <laughs> the 90s, man. What, what can saying? I tell you? It's the 90s. I don't know. I, I know, but do you see what I'm saying? Like, it's kind of like, hey, wait, like, like, I'm sure they sent out some casting call and it was like some yeah, you know, woman with a big Adam, Adam's apple. That's what they were looking no, for. <laughs> but just like, a st- like, not even stocky because that makes it sound like she's short. Just <laughs> as hulking woman i don't know like maybe that was the line right there looking for hulking woman with um a, a visible adam's apple I'm, tr- I'm trying to look it up right now i can't remember her name off the top of my head and i'm trying to look it up so i can find her because bob no 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 like her real life <laughs> yeah i know i'm still going there what channel by the way were you on that like family feud is the thing that comes on when we're recording what are you watching you watching price it was prices right just end no before that is big bang theory Oh, oh, okay. You like CBS or something? I don't know what channel. No, Big Bang. No, that's uh, it's you. It's the so for me, it's channel thirty three, but it's not for it's the it's the my TVZ. It's like the local channel that plays like Friends and the big like reruns, Big Bang Theory, and you know all those type of things, Seinfeld and all. It's all the it's all the syndicated stuff. Yeah, Kathleen Turner. That's her. That's the real actress. Oh, yeah, I forgot. Uh, yeah, yeah, you're right. Yeah, she's been in a lot of things, and she's a very successful actress. I don't think that's the last time the- she played a man either. Really? I don't think so. Uh, Kathleen Turner has, is similar to, um, um, what is it, Catherine Bates. Catherine Bates has kind of played some of those uh, more, right. uh, if I can use the word, butchy roles. Maybe that's it, okay. You see what I'm saying? It's just, anyway, you know, I, I later life teens and stuff like that grew up with some friends and my point being it just was always weird to me it's just always weird to me that it was like it was actually just a regular woman and it's just i would feel like if somebody sent out a thing was like uh you know a, an effeminate looking guy and you know be like oh jake you'd be perfect for this role yeah like, shave up you see what i'm saying i see what you're I saying but i don't know i wouldn't be offended yeah. By the way, Actually, I've been so sick no, no. that I've sounded like Kathleen Turner. I have absolutely like I I feel in my <laughs> she head. She does have a man voice. I do feel like in my head I feel like I sound like her. I know my voice is probably just about normal. I was sick for 2 weeks and the different variations of what my voice turned into was astonishing from um, I did an episode our in this league fantasy baseball podcast which is back. We had Alex Chamberlain on from Rotographs. The episode started with my voice bad, and it ended completely gone. <laughs> and uh, even uh, the Black Book show that we do with Pizapia, Pizapia is out there just having a field day with my voice as it's molding into different <laughs> variations of like Clint Eastwood right, and stuff. Right. So now I've got three things queued up as you were saying that. <laughs> so first was because I was looking for a role that started with the man's name and seeing if I could find another one. I didn't. Did you know she was Jessica Rabbit? Kathleen Turner. Yes. No. Oh, she just what did the voice? Yes. Really? That I had no idea. Wow. She was the voice of I, Jessica Rabbit. I have jokes that I are inappropriate here, but okay. I, I had literally no idea. I so have no right, idea. Either. Number two, to go back to the like you would take it as a compliment thing. Did you ever see? So I, I'm sure you've done some of these things. Like the most recent one is like the 10 year challenge thing. I have so, no. I I've seen it. I know exactly what it okay. is. I haven't done it. So do you remember about a yearish ago when people there, there was the one the app that came out that makes you look old, the one that made you look yeah. like a woman if you were a guy? A oh guy yeah, 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 well, yeah, 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 yeah. A lot of a lot, a lot of my friends like to play around with that, and I said, okay, guys. <laughs> did you see mine? No, 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 no. You did that. Okay, so I did. Uh, so because I was just, I was just 
bored. It's just what you do when you're bored. The, sure. So there you, a lot yeah, of people you told look me, like a woman when you're bored. Totally. The no, the ball glasses one. I forget. I don't think anybody really said I looked like anything. The one, the old person. Somebody said I looked like the guy who plays Littlefinger on on Game of Thrones. Oh, okay. The to me, weird more appropriate for is, Peaky Blinders. He's been in Peaky Blinders, but go ahead. Okay, this is the one. This is the weird one, and I'll have to find it so you can see it. Are you gonna text I'm it not to me? kidding. Uh, I mean, I could. I could see if it's still on my phone. It might not be on my Instagram. I'll find it in one way or another. I look like Kate Beckinsale with a lazy eye. <laughs> I'm not kidding you. That's why you got so many followers. All right, now I got you. <laughs> oh my God, you do look like <gasps> that. This is Kate Beckinsale with like a detached retina. <laughs> I told you. Yeah, you look like you're blind in your left eye. I like a fake eye. That's weird, dude. The whole thing is weird. You look like Bob Harris bald. You look like old. Well, somebody said, "Who's the comedian that wears those kind of glasses that's bald?" That's David Cross. Said. Yeah, you look like David there you Cross. Go. There yep. you go. Yeah, David I'm good Cross. with this. You look like a version of David Cross bald. Your old looks like Rob Lowe, kind of, and then you look like. <laughs> Um, detached retina, <laughs> squirrely eyed Kate Beckinsale. You're like Julio Urias, Kate Beckinsale. <laughs> this is amazing. So there you go. I should have done this app. There you go. There you go. All right.